Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. On the surface, secular blacks, secular Jews, the LGBTQ, and Black Lives Matter supporters They all seem united in their hate of white people, but it's not white people. It's a hatred of Christianity that unites them. That hate compels them to try to destroy anything that Christianity created, including Western civilization and the United States of America. Anyone accused of trying to preserve America and its Christian values can be labeled a Nazi, a Hitler sympathizer, a racist, a homophobe, a transphobe, an anti-Semitic. We can all be treated like Donald Trump or Alex Jones. That's the lesson the secular want us to learn from their treatment of Kanye West. They control your reputation, your ability to provide for your family, and your free speech. Welcome, welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I am Jason Whitlock, your host. Uh, Happy Friday. We made it. It's the weekend, baby. And uh, happy Friday to you and yours. I hope you have enormous, big, fun plans uh, for your weekend. Because you know what? I got enormous, big, fun plans for us today. Uh, We are going to end the week on a very high note. Uh, We're going to address the topic of the week. We've done it previously earlier this week, but man, we're about to stick the landing as it relates to Kanye West and all the controversy surrounding Kanye West. I've got Royce White on deck and I got Delano Squires on deck and I've got the fire starters of all fire starters on deck. We're going to get into this Kanye West story for the remainder of the day. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be awesome. Buckle up. We're gonna start your week. We're gonna give you something to talk about all weekend. Just take today's show, Saturday, when you're done watching college football or before you watch college football or while you're watching college football and there's something you want, you wanna spark a conversation among your family and friends. You know what, just, you know what? Let's, let's get out Jason's Friday episode of Fearless. Let's all gather around our laptops. Let's gather around our smart TVs. Let's watch this conversation about Kanye West, and then let's talk amongst ourselves. You can do that Saturday, Sunday. You can do it on Monday before you know our new show comes out on Monday. Anyway, this show is going to be epic. I can't wait to share it with you. Uh, before I do, I want to tell you about my epic eating plans this week that will spill out over uh, into the weekend. And it involves good ranchers because we're almost here. It's almost Halloween. It's just around the corner. Everybody's all afraid of spooky monsters. All your kids are. You know where you won't be spooked. You know where you won't be scared. You know where there won't be any mystery. 
if you order from Good Ranchers. They've got an October feast that is incredible. It takes all the mystery out of meat. You go to a grocery store, they put a costume on the meat that says uh, USDA inspected or USDA made and all that. It's all mystery. That, that, that food is not safe, not near the quality of Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers, as you guys know, all the meat sourced right here in America, American farmers, ranchers, it's the highest quality. And this October feast gives you more than four pounds of free chicken and beef. You get uh, two pounds of their Wagyu uh, burgers free. You get two and a half pounds of their better than organic chicken free. All you, that's with any purchase of any of their bundle boxes. They even sweeten the deal even more. You'll get an extra two pounds of American Wagyu ground beef with orders over $300. My mother called me yesterday, uh, all excited. Jason, I'm getting out these Wagyu burgers because uh, she heard me talking about the Wagyu burgers on the cookout on Monday. And so she called me yesterday telling me, I'm getting out these Wagyu burgers. I'm going to be eating like you were at the cookout on Monday. This stuff is awesome. All you have to do is head over to GoodRanchers.com fearless to claim your special October feast today. Good Ranchers lets you save $25 on every box and locks in your price with your subscription. Put an end to your terrifying meat buying experiences by visiting GoodRanchers.com fearless. Get over four free pounds of high quality beef and chicken. Real Monster isn't in your closet or under your bed. It's at the local grocery store. Take, take control over your food with the October feast from Good Ranchers, American Meat Delivered. Mm. All right, with all those good uh, thoughts running your head about eating some Good Ranchers, let's now move into this fire starter. I'm about to challenge your thoughts, challenge the entire narrative around Kanye West. I'm gonna give us something to think, talk about, and discuss uh, for the entire weekend, or maybe even the rest of the year. All right, uh, CNN, yeah, CNN, that alleged news network, now claims without a shred of credible proof that Kanye West admires Adolf Hitler. Who would have thought it? Quoting an anonymous business executive, the network alleges that the rapper and fashion designer maintained a hostile work environment. Uh, quote, this is the anonymous executive. He would praise Hitler by saying how incredible it was that he was able to accumulate so much power and would talk about all the great things he and the Nazi party achieved for the German people, end quote. That's quite the allegation to level at a man with an anonymous source. Consider me an old school journalist. You just don't do that with an anonymous source. But rules of fairness and credibility no longer apply to Kanye West. He spent the last six years intentionally crossing the wrong people, the secular elites and influencers seizing power through cancel culture. Secular blacks, secular Jews, and the LGBTQ plus have tolerated Kanye's stick long enough. Showered abundantly with all the material and sexual riches Satan has to offer, Ye, his new name, Kanye calls himself Ye, well, he won't renounce God. He's too stubborn. In their mind, he's too ungrateful. 
At 45, he still has the heart of the 20-something who forced Sony Music to release Jesus Walks. Kanye's real crime is being pro-God, pro-truth, and completely uncontrollable. His unwillingness to be controlled dictates that the secular prevent him from continuing to flourish. He must be destroyed, lest some other millionaire or billionaire influencer get the bright idea to stand on God's truth. So I'm not surprised that CNN published a story claiming West admires Hitler. Later, in the same story, the network claimed his White Lives Matter t-shirts promoted a hate slogan. The Anti-Defamation League, a Jewish civil rights organization, determined the slogan White Lives Matters is hate speech. Now, on the surface, Secular Blacks, Secular Jews, LGBTQ, and the BLM supporters, they all seem united in their hate of white people. It's not white people they hate. It's a hatred of Christianity that unites them. That hate compels them to try to destroy anything that Christianity created, including Western civilization and the United States of America. Anyone accused of trying to preserve America and its Christian values can be labeled a Nazi, a Hitler sympathizer, a racist, a homophobe, a transphobe, an anti-Semite. We can all be treated just like Donald Trump or Alex Jones. That's the lesson the secular want us to learn from their treatment of Kanye West. They control your reputation, your ability to provide for your family, your free speech. If, as President Obama once complained, you cling to your Bible and your gun, the cabal of secularists will use corporate and social media to smear you. Yesterday, Deadspin published a story accusing me of anti-Semitism based on a tweet I posted that quoted Revelations chapter 2, verse 9. I wrote, <clears throat> When will the Bible be deplatformed and canceled? Revelations 2 and 9, I know thy works and tribulation and, pov and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy, the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan, hashtag Kanye. Eric Bloom, the Deadspin writer, accused me of spewing blind hate against Jewish people. I did no such thing. I quoted scripture. I did not attempt to interpret the scripture. I allowed people to reach their own conclusion. Kanye has claimed in several interviews that he is a Jew. You could interpret the scripture as Kanye committing blasphemy and claiming a false heritage. But let me remove all the mystery and explain how I how I interpreted the scripture and what my intent was. I think secular blacks and secular Jewish elites are committing blasphemy, claiming an allegiance to a religious heritage they don't support or respect. There are many secular black people who sit inside churches every Sunday and every Wednesday pretending to honor God, who abandon every religious principle in pursuit of political power. Barack and Michelle Obama sit at the head of this secular throne. 
the Reverend Al Sharpton serves them communion. That group has partnered with non-religious, secular Jewish people like George Soros to execute a strategy to disrupt traditional Judeo-Christian culture in Western civilization. Secular blacks and secular Jews then align with the LGBTQ BLM alphabet mafia and agreed that any criticism of any of them would be framed as racist, anti-Semitic, or homophobic. So anytime a religious person of any faith or color criticizes behavior, political policies, or cultural norms that directly violate their faith, that person runs the risk of being canceled. They run the risk of being accused of promoting a revisitation of long ago oppression. Their criticism allegedly causes a pain so immense that it harms its so-called victims irrevocably. It's an effective game that undermines truth, honesty, and progress. The secularists have set up a system that rewards them and punishes believers, that serves lies and dismantles truth. It's satanic. Kanye West is a flawed human being, no different from me or anyone reading or listening to this. He's not the perfect messenger because there's only one perfect messenger. That messenger died on the cross. There's ample evidence Kanye admires Jesus Christ. There's no evidence the rapper admires Hitler. Yee's admiration of Christ caused him to conclude Donald Trump gave America a better chance of sticking to its Judeo-Christian culture than Joe Biden. With child-friendly drag queen shows commonplace across America, men dressed as women holding high-ranking government positions, and Democrats convulsing in anger because it's inconvenient to abort babies in the womb, it's obvious Kanye reached the right conclusion. Only the secular can't see it. It's Kanye West versus everybody. Uh, I'm about to bring Royce White into this discussion. Uh, I just want to take a moment before we bring Royce in to tell you about an issue that you guys know I am most passionate about. And that's my friends over at Preborn. One out of every five Americans never have a chance to live outside the womb because of abortion. It's the leading cause of infant death in the world. Over 63 million babies have been aborted just since Roe v. Wade was enacted, and a lot more will be aborted in its wake. The Ministry of Preborn and us here at The Blaze have partnered to help rescue 50,000 babies in 2022. Listen, Planned Parenthood, we're going to put them out of business and we're going to do it by providing women ultrasounds. Because when you provide a woman an ultrasound and she's considering abortion, 80% of those women hear that heartbeat and they choose life. They hear that heartbeat and they choose life. Preborn then steps in, provides maternity and baby clothes, diapers, car seats, counseling, and much more, all free of charge because we do our job. Preborn steps up their level of commitment to preserve life because we do our job by supporting preborn. 
It only costs $28 for one ultrasound. $28 makes a difference when you give it to preborn. You can save bet five babies' lives. You can provide five ultrasounds for like $130. All you gotta do is go to preborn.com slash fearless, preborn.com slash fearless, or pound 250 and say the keyword baby, and you can be a good fearless soldier. You can join the fight to save babies' lives. Preborn.com slash fearless, pound 250, say the keyword baby, join the fearless army, ante up, 28 bucks, 130 bucks, uh, 1,000 bucks, 500 bucks, get involved, get in the fight. If it's only five bucks, get involved. Give to Preborn, do me a favor when you do, there's a little slot where you can say, hey, I heard about this on Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I'm sorry, this is where my ego does kick in. I want credit, I want this show, the work we're doing to get credit for saving babies' lives. Be a good Fearless soldier, support Preborn. Preborn.com slash fearless. All right, uh, Royce, uh, I've, me and you talked last night. I've been following uh, your tweets uh, about this issue. I'm passionate about this issue as it relates to Kanye West. Uh, this whole thing feels very desperate by the other side. And it's starting to give me hope that their desperation is an indication that they know they're losing. Because if you have to resort to, hey, I heard Kanye West admires Hitler, <laughs> that's a sign of desperation to me. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, you know, I've been chomping at the bit to, to get in on this discussion all week. Uh, it, it's uh, it's something I've been talking about for months on the show. And, uh, you know, let, let, let me de-ice the runway before we before we get going. <laughs> uh, it, it's obvious to anybody reasonable that Kanye West was not referring to all Jews. Um, he even said that and clarified that in the days that followed. And I think that's really the, the reason why the Drink Tr Champs interview was taken down, because he had the chance to go into depth on on his uh, his comments. Um, I'm certainly not talking about all Jews today, and I haven't been since I've been on the show or on any public platform. Uh, I have many Jews that are very near and dear to my heart, real Jews. Uh, and, and also, I don't think anybody reasonable that has this conversation reasonable. Uh, is talking about all Jews. So when the mainstream media or the the Twitter cohorts of of bots or or commentaries try and say that any discussion around this issue is is blind hate towards all Jews is is a great uh, litmus test to realize or understand that those people are just drones. They're absolute idiots. Um, we are talking about a select elite secular group of individuals who refer to themselves as Jews. And where Kanye misspoke or he misstepped or he, di he didn't go far enough, in my opinion, he hinted at it, but he didn't want to place his foot firmly on that ground, is that these people really aren't Jews. I mean, let's just start the discussion here, because if you don't believe in God, you're not a Jew. That's that's the reality. And, and these people that, that he's talking about and that many people have come to criticize this secular anti-Jewish elite. Um, they, they have rejected God in every sense. And, and what they do is they try and keep 
the Jewish identity suspended in a World War II or Holocaust context um, for a couple of reasons. One, of course, to, to provide cover and a shield to not be able to criticize any of their corrupt practices or, or, or politics. But there's something even deeper. And, and you got to it in your in your fire starter. And I think Kanye West is trying to allude to it as well. But 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 didn't tie it full circle. And, and this is my line of country, the historical and the spiritual. The attempt to keep the Jewish identity suspended in a Holocaust II and World War II context isn't just to provide a, a victimhood cover for their own corrupt practices. What they're actually trying to do is delegitimize the single greatest historical record that we have of the covenant between God and Abraham. So it's much more pernicious. It's much more uh, corrupt and deceitful and dishonest on a fundamental level than many people want to discuss. Because despite my Christian faith, I have the humility to understand that the Torah is written by hand. When you grow up in a, a real Jewish culture, a real Jewish tradition and faith, the Torah, you learn Yiddish, you learn Hebrew, and those young, young Jews write this Torah. They scribe the Torah by hand. And that chain of custody that still exists today, the high rabbinical court that oversees this Jewish tradition goes all the way back directly to Moses himself. Moses was the one who instituted the high court. So we have, and it predates Jesus Christ by 2000 plus years. We have a living, a living oral and written tradition of the covenant and faith in, in, in God between him and and Abraham and this entire effort to to keep the Jewish identity right in this little time period wants to invalidate that. And and what does it say that a people who actually have that covenant with God are so in rejection of God that they're they're willing to go as far as to delegitimize their own cultural tra tradition to do so? I mean, it's the ultimate form of Satanism. So, yeah, I think, you know, the, the, the reality is and let me say this as well. The one consideration they make, if you if you don't want to keep the Jewish identity, the Jewish ethno-religious identity, not to be split into one or the other, but to be synced and, and united. If you don't want to do that in the Holocaust context, the one consideration they make room for is the labor movement, the Jewish labor movement that bred out of Karl Marx in the, the late 1800s. So those are the two vectors that they want to keep keep the Jewish identity, you know, discussed in. And it's not by accident. One was a precursor to globalism and the other was a complete and, and, and uh, utter rejection of God at a, at a societal level by the intellectuals. So part of my argument, Royce, is that there's an elite group of black secularists uh, that pretend to have a religious faith. Many of them, and again, I'm hoping it's crystal clear in what I wrote and in my monologue, many of them are calling themselves ministers and pastors and leaders of religious Christian institutions, but they're really not in, in, in support of that. They're politicians, they're actual secularists, they're, they're controlled by their material desires, their sexual desires, and, yeah. and to me, they have set at the foot and or learned the tactics of the secular Jewish people. And they try to cover themselves in like, hey, I'm in the footsteps of Martin Luther King and Frederick Douglass 
and Richard Allen and all the black religious people of the past who, who, who fought for your freedom, fought for your equality, and, and, but, but in reality, they're not. They're trying to benefit from the oppression and the tools that, that the previous generations used to liberate us and to bring us into uh, a, a more equality here in America. But I, I, from Raphael Warnock to Al Sharpton and to the high priestess of all of this, priest and priestesses, Michelle and Barack Obama, I don't think, it, and people can criticize me, or you know, I have no right to pass judgment on them, and I really don't, but I'm just sorry, but by the things that they're supporting, the things that they're co-signing, you'll never convince me they have any legitimate uh, religious faith, belief in God, because again, they're convulsing in the streets about abortion. You, you, you can't be pro-murdering babies and believe in God. And so I, I, I see a cabal, and, and then you throw in the LGBTQ crowd that's mad because of what the Bible says and what religious faith says about their inability to control their sexual desires. And so I see all of this as a group of people that are mad at God and are trying to tear down anything that's based on biblical principles, God-like principles, and that includes American Western civilization. Absolutely. It is a complete anti-God movement. And, you know, they're using identity as cover. And you could pick an identity. And I think you've done well to, to illuminate how it's not just the Jewish ethno-religious identity. It's the black identity. This the LGBTQ identity. In some cases, it's the female identity. In other cases, it's nation versus nation identity or, or, or age versus. I mean, there's all kinds of identities. The scam is identity politics. But but the bigger scam that I see is, OK, you know, here, here, here's one. Who's talking about just the Jewish people? And again, let's be clear, they're not Jews. But who's even who's even referencing the Jewish people in a singular way? Nobody. Anybody who has this conversation with any real sense acknowledges that there is a, a black bourgeoisie who's involved. There's a wasp, anti-God elite that's involved. There are many Muslim sellouts in the Arab world that refuse to, to break their trade uh, with, with China, despite the Uyghur genocide that's now well documented. Uh, so there, there are sellouts from every uh, race, culture and creed. But there's only one group of sellouts who you can't name. And there is there is implication to that. And, and so in that way, we must be specific or we're forced to be specific in naming that the the the, the off limits or cancel culture uh, takes a unique form when you go to say, to say the word Jew. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. And, and again, let's be clear. These secular anti-Jew elites are exploiting the Jews the same way the black bourgeoisie are exploiting black people. The same way LeBron James says, or many of his followers, and it's not just the elites either. There's a bunch of drones that walk about the streets and live their life vicariously through the elite idols that they have falsely idolized. Um, but it's the same people who say, hey, you can't criticize LeBron James because if you criticize LeBron James, you're bringing down all black people and everything we've been through. The exact same narrative with the Jews. Uh, you can't you can't criticize Mark Zuckerberg because if you criticize him, you're a Nazi. 
or you're, you know, you're a, a sympathizer for, for Adolf Hitler and, and Nazi Germany. It's ridiculous from the outset. And, and let, let, let's be clear about one other thing here. When, when you talk about, uh, if you can't talk about a people and their culture and their history uh, or their tradition, then you cease to be able to talk about people. It's very hard to talk about. We're totally fine talking about black people as a community. We're totally fine talking about, we love to talk about white people as a community. Um, we're totally to- fine talking about Latinos or Hispanics as a community or Asian Americans, although that, that, that definition gets a little murky depending on what you're, what you're referencing. But we can't talk about Jews at all. And, and I mean, it's just the biggest bait and switch that we have in our, in our political discourse. And I watch conservatives shill for the same movement. You know, take take a Ben Shapiro, who's very intelligent. You know, he's he's an encyclopedia, he's a human encyclopedia. But you get around this issue and he gets squirmish. And there's a lot of other conservatives that do as well. And 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 the, the reality is, the reality is, again, to go back to this, if you're not, if you don't believe in God, you are not a Jew. You could be a Judean, you could even be an Israelite. And there's historical precedents to tell us this, to to be able to help us define this. It just happens to be in the Torah. (laughs) So if you delegitimize the Torah, then the identity can become whatever you want it to be. But in the Torah, Abraham's wife, Hagar, and his son, Ishmael, who was his first son that gave birth to the nation of Islam. I mean, you know, not the nation of Islam, but Islam. uh, He was never considered a Jew just because he was born of Abraham. And Esau, Jacob's brother, Jacob, who became Israel, and his brother Esau, Esau was never considered a Jew just because he was born of Abraham or from Abraham's lineage. So this whole claim that that being a Jew is just an ethnicity is completely false on a historical basis. But you can make the claim if you don't recognize the legitimacy of a 5,000-year-old oral and written tradition that the real Jews have upheld. It's one of the most sacrilegious uh, info wars taking place in our political discourse. They mean to undermine everything that's faithful and religious by using the Jews to rope off this part of the dialogue. Royce, you're, you're mm, some good stuff. Royce, I, I'm just, it, sometimes Royce gets going and I just got to take a minute to, to let it sink in and recollect my thoughts. Royce, I want to play you this clip. Uh, from Charlemagne the God, I think he's on some podcast uh, yesterday, I believe it was. And this clip speaks to me about, because people are, why are you defending Kanye? You're caping up for Kanye. And, and I'm just sorry, he's flawed. He, he, he's, he's had that sexual demon on him. Uh, Kim Kardashian, he's materialistic and has put out music that I disagree with, but, but I, there's only been one perfect person. And so there's no sin that, that Kanye's committed that I couldn't see myself having committed, or maybe I've already committed it, who knows, to, to some level. And so I'm not gonna dismiss the man because he's imprecise. Uh, I believe what he's talking about and what he represents and the conversation he's sparking is important. And so I'm going to defend the man, and I don't care what you call me, what you say about me, what you write about me. The man, in my view, he's worthy of defense. And then when I hear things like this out of Charlemagne the God, it confirms in my mind I'm on the right path. 
because they use sellouts like Charlemagne the God to create an environment where people like Kanye West can be killed. Listen to this clip. Right. I hope that this is what it takes for him to hurt actually people hurt people like you always they, say, man. They do. And I, and I hope that this is what helps him to go find some real healing because clearly he's hurting. Right. And um, I just I I don't see this ending well. I, you know, I, I feel like he's moving like a person who doesn't feel like he's going to be here much longer. You know what I mean? And um, how long, how much longer? I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not even doing that, but I just, I just feel like he's moving. I just feel like he's moving a, like a person who's not going to be here much longer. This, I'm sorry. I can't stand Charlemagne. He knows exactly what he's doing. And he's a puppet and control, but but again, this is why I'm. What Kanye's doing is important. Th this clown Charlemagne is planting the seeds for something to happen uh, to Kanye or to normalize if something did happen. Well, you know, he was suicidal. Oh, he was. You know, the, who who couldn't see that he wanted it all to end? Uh, I, 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 I. Your thoughts, uh, your reaction to Charlemagne's comments. I mean, I haven't liked Charlemagne since he popped on the scene. I could I could spot a sellout a thousand yards out. And, you know, you know, when I run into these people, I'm going to spit on the floor because to me, you know, they're the epitome of everything that's wrong with this country and, and our community. More specifically, we have a ninety nine percent sellout rate in the black public figures and in, in, in elite. And we're not supposed to be able to say that because any measure of success that you get in the same system that they say is corrupt inherently uh, is a symbol of you being the sellout. I mean, what a racket that is. And and that points to one serious cultural condition is that we we are the sellouts. <laughs> I mean, Charlemagne is is a is a is a mouthpiece that we allow for that we've bought into. And it's a similar condition that exists for America at the most general level uh, outside of race. But, you know, I can't wait to run into a person like Charlemagne. I, I, I might slap him in the mouth, you know, just just off a of principle. And I believe in that. I, I believe in physical altercation, you know, is it without without weapons. Right. Have some temperance. You know, let's let's throw down. Let's go five minutes and see who comes out. Um, Charlemagne's a sellout. I mean, that that's the reality. And here's what they're really doing when they go after Kanye West. See, a lot of people think it's about Donald Trump or BLM versus White Lives Matter or, you know, uh, Kanye West's, let's say, theatrical antics in his fashion and, and uh, celebrity life. But none of, it's not about any of that. Kanye West has the ability to convert black musical talent and culture into a gospel and ministry in a way that many people don't, maybe nobody in history. And the Sunday, the Sunday service choir um, was an example of that. That's what they're really going after here. The, the, the secular anti-Jew elite and the black bourgeoisie have come together and conspired to say, you think that you're going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ on the platform that we built and we gave you? You think we're going to co-sign that? You think we would rather you tour the world and fill stadiums with 50,000 people to, to preach the, the, the gospel and ministry of Jesus Christ versus, uh, uh, you know, uh, doing a drive-by shooting on, on some enemy of yours and his girlfriend with his kid in the car? You know, I mean, think of 21 Savage, for example, as a rapper uh, uh, drive by. And, you know, LeBron James was one of the first people that was went viral on the Internet 
you know, nodding his head in, in, in hysteria and mania to, to 21 Savage. I remember the video to this day. He was in the, I think he was in a car or in the weight room or something. And, uh, you know, 21 Savage pull up, let, let a bunch of shots off. I don't care about who I hit. Well, who are we kidding? Who are we kidding when we try and pretend like that's just art? What kind of self-deceptive, self-hating scam are we running on ourselves? And then for Charlemagne to get up there like he's the bastion of black intellectualism as a public radio figure. It's like, dude, you're a sellout. The the quintessential sellout. I mean, you're a liberal white woman. Let's just be honest. You want to be Don Lemon. Don Lemon wants to be Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow wants to be uh, Dan Rather. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what kind of racket you people are running on each other, but I'm not buying into it. And, and Jesus Christ is the reason why they're going after Kanye. And I hope that, that Kanye leans further into the Sunday service choir uh, uh, mode and, and gets back out there and continues to preach the gospel. And if you, and if you get strung up on a cross, that was already written. So Charlemagne, you can you confirm our Christian ideals and faith when you say that Kanye's life may end early. It was written that you'll be persecuted for his name's sake, but you secular sellouts wouldn't understand that. You think this world is the last place. That's why you will bend over and wear a dress and let these same elites that he's talking about put their put their glory because that's what it is to them. That's their only glory, their their physical lust and passions put their glory right up your rear. And they've been doing it for years. They've been doing it for generations. You, you people make me sick. Royce, I saw your tweets yesterday, and you mentioned it here today, where you were trying to reach out to Kanye and saying, hey, man, let's, let's take this Sunday service. Let's make it global. Let's make it big. Let's, and, and I thought it's a brilliant idea, and he does have that opportunity. And perhaps, and not perhaps, I, again, I believe they just what you said in terms of we didn't give, let you make billions of dollars. We didn't let you acquire this huge social media following for you to use it to convert people to Christianity. We used it for you to convert people into being more materialistic, buy overpriced tennis shoes. We, you're supposed to make everybody a better consumer. And you've chosen the wrong C word, Kanye. You're making them Christians or trying to uh, make them Christians when you know your job is to make them consumers. It, it's, it's, I would love to see him start doing gospel concerts with, with whoever would join him, whoever's got the balls uh, to join him and not let the secularists run them away from him, uh, which leads me to a, a perfect segue. You've already referenced LeBron James, and he was one of the first people to distance himself from Kanye. The, the shop wouldn't air uh, the interview. We've seen Aaron Donald and Jalen Brown leave uh, the Donda Sports Agency. And, and I, it's why I thought of you yesterday. I was just like, look at these cowardly athletes. If Muhammad Ali was around today, quoting Elijah Muhammad, would there be one Jim Brown or Bill Russell or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar that would stand with Muhammad Ali in this environment, looking at these cowards we got? They got millions of dollars. They got FU money. But the only person they're willing to tell F you to is God. Your thoughts. 
that there wouldn't be one person who stood with Muhammad Ali or Malcolm X in today's world, except maybe me. You know, Kanye probably would. There, I mean, there'd be a select few, but the the the, the majority of the people who have the platform who have been put on the podium and, and you're meant to see and idolize and worship at home and tell your kids to look up to, they wouldn't stand with Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali. They wouldn't stand on anything for principle alone. And the, the scary part is, if you look at it from a religious and faith standpoint, it's not just the material wealth they're after. It's a, it's a lack of self-worth. It's the acceptance that they really want. Attention is the greatest currency in our in our society today. The, the money is just a means to get the attention or to get the physical uh, passion of lust that you that you desire. Um, some people never had that problem. Some people get the, the things that they desire without overwhelming amount of money. And that's an entirely different crop of people. And those are the people that usually end up becoming your leaders, your, your real intellectuals and your thought leaders. Um, but, you know, Le- Le- LeBron. Yes, I, I would I would love for Kanye West. There, there needs to be a nationwide revival of the Abrahamic faith. And yes, the real Jews are invited and the Muslims are invited. And, and for sure, the Christians and all of the variations of Christianity are invited. The Catholics are invited. Uh, everybody needs to come together and a uniting principle in this country before we lose this country. And and make no mistake about it, the real goal of the anti-God movement is to delegitimize the 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 American con- the, the the Judeo-Christian framework to interpret the Constitution and leave man in charge of man. And when man is in charge of man, you have tyranny. Think of this, here's one of the most deceptive anti-Jew secular sellout narratives that's cropped up in the mainstream hip-hop culture, all of these neophyte, Nubian, fake woke, pro-black, pan-African public figures want to reference ancient Africa and mostly Egypt, Egyptian culture, as as a way to look back and see a time when Africans were kings and we weren't slaves. Well, okay, let's just be honest about this. Here and now, black men out there, if you can hear the sound of my voice, the Egyptian culture is not one that we should be referencing to prop ourselves up in history. Why? A couple reasons. Number one, you can make the argument that ancient Egypt was the sine qua non of slavery. They they actually did what with slavery that nobody's been able to replicate since. Okay, and who did they enslave? The real Jews. <laughs> funny how that works okay and not only that yes they believed in things like eternal life and the afterlife so they weren't even atheists so if you follow the white liberal atheists like rachel maddow you're already off par with the ancient egyptian icons that you claim to to idolize and 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 and, you know support but there was one significant problem with their view on the eternal life it was that you can buy your way in And oh, don't some of these pro-black Nubian sellouts show that they believe that you can buy your way into heaven. And it was also based on class and it was based on royal blood. You black bourgeoisie sellouts are cucks. You're sellouts. You're shilling 
for the same oppression that you say you stand against. And Charlemagne the God knows better. He can't convince me he's an idiot. They can call the podcast brilliant idiots or whatever they want to, but you can't convince me. I know somebody who's putting on a stick and knows exactly what they're saying, but but says the opposite and, and spreads lies anyway. And he's sitting there with Andrew Schultz. I commented on Andrew Schultz's uh, uh, you know, video about Kanye West and, and told him, hey, I think you're a funny guy and it's okay to, to acknowledge people's talents and skills. Yeah. Andrew Schultz is funny. I like him. And I, Joe, I know Joe Rogan likes you and I like Joe, but when it comes to matters like this, know your limitations, know your limitations and, and also know where you even Rogan become a shill for the same corruption that you made an audience built an audience uh, criticizing. I want to unpack a little bit the buy your way in just just so that everybody understands it. Take because because social media and the culture now are always well, LeBron James. How can you criticize him? He built a school. He donated this amount of money. He did. Uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, started to know your rights camp and he gave money to X, Y and Z. And, and this is this mentality, and again, there's nothing wrong with charity. Charity is good. But it does not replace bearing witness to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. It does not replace, an un, for, particularly for black people, for understanding, like LeBron James sitting there making all that money, and he has no idea the the religious faith that was used to create the opportunity for him to live the life that he's living right now. That, and, and if he did understand that, he would then, even if he wasn't a strong believer, he would reference like, man, it's some black people that believed in God and it's them white people that believed in God that created this opportunity for me here in America that the people that wrote this conversa- uh, constitution, no matter how flawed that they were, they wrote a constitution that led to this and this life for me and my family. No matter how flawed Martin Luther King or in- any of the people that, that fought and struggled, they professed the love of God, they used their religious faith to improve this country and to create this opportunity that we're all enjoying now. And I just never hear any of them talk about any of that and that's it, it, but they're trying to buy their way into heaven and again it's not that they believe in god but they believe that these small sacrifices of financial makes them a good person and again if they had any understanding we're all born into sin our deeds the few little deeds we acquire here isn't going to correct our flaws it's only going to be through God's grace and mercy that we see eternal life. We've all been saved by that, washed by the blood of Jesus. Any, anyway, I, I, I just want people to understand that it, it, it's, it's, it's not a physical purchase of heaven. It's a physical purchase of the cleansing of their soul. They know they're selling out. They know that they're playing a game that doesn't serve the great mass of people, let alone black people. They bought into the elitist thing, they're greedy, they're hoarding, and they want to apply. And this is what really frustrates me about LeBron. They wanna help create a system that doesn't allow for people that, 
the the there's a bunch of five foot seven dudes that grew up in LeBron James's neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. They they couldn't do nothing about being born where they're only gonna get to five foot seven. And yeah. so, or maybe they got to my height, a little bit over six foot, chubby, and and again, we we don't have some gateway path to professional sports based on our physical dynamics. I made it because America created a system where I could go from 400 square foot apartment with my father in the hood to the Wilshire corridor. And I can't 964 was that my zip code. I can't remember to one of the richest zip codes in America and the life that I have. It's this system that was put in place and I'm thankful for it. I'm appreciative of it. And I know where it came from. It came from a biblical worldview. And I'm appreciative of it. And, and these sellouts that that cover up them selling us out by, oh, I gave a million dollars to this school, so they put my name on it. Or I, I, I started a Know Your Rights camp or whatever. All this fake BS. I'm trying not to cuss. I'm not going to cuss today. Uh, I'm not. Last thing, Royce, that, that I, I want us to cover, and you've already referenced it, but, but I do think Part of the attack on Kanye is being driven by, and again, trust me, I've already said it, it's, it's about his Christian values, but it's that red hat as well. That red hat, the Donald Trump support, is why the sheep hate him. The puppet masters hate him for a different reason, but the sheep are in support of the hatred of Kanye West because of the red hat. Well, first, let me go back and address your charity uh, piece. Um, the order of charity is God to man, man to family, and, and then and then your immediate community. And we've done this thing where we've rever reversed the order of charity and sent our charitable efforts to the place furthest from us in the in the most broadest sense. That's what the United Nations also anchors their their geopolitical power on. Right. Is that that without this global governance, there's no way we'll be able to oversee all of the suffering in the world. So that's a scam to begin with. As it pertains to black people and black public figures like LeBron, um, charity is great. We should have more charity. We should have more ordered charity. We should have more humble charity, more effective charity. And let's just think about the school for a second, not to go off on a tangent. I'll answer your question about Trump in a, in a minute, too. But I think this ties in. What kind of false beacon of hope is it to build a special school on a special man's name and his uh, 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 athletic likeness when all the schools in the surrounding area are still shitty? I mean, that's that's the ultimate scam. It's It's like saying, hey. Hey, hey, we know that the public school, the, 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 the public education system in this country at the at the uh, at the at the formative level is completely broken. But we'll throw you a bone. Here's a bone for you. You can you can go to the LeBron Academy of Hope. And because it's LeBron James and you like the way he plays basketball, you can feel special about yourself and your education. And the rest of the people who grew up in your community, uh, it's just too bad for them. Uh, I guess they'll have to wait until we expand the LeBron brand to their schools. And then the question is even, isn't even asked about what is actually being taught at the schools. And the fact that taxpayer money did still go to build the school. And finally and foremost, 
Don't build a school with blood money from another country and call it philanthropy. Don't take a billion dollars from Nike or the anti-secular Jew elite who run the NBA and have sold the country out with their Wall Street co-conspirators to China and call it philanthropy. Don't bring me cocaine money with, you know, don't bring me a turkey on Thanksgiving covered in cocaine and call it charity. That's not charity. That's another scam that's been pushed on us by Hollywood. I could be Frank Lucas throwing turkeys out at, at, in Harlem on, on Thanksgiving, but I filled the streets with heroin. Okay, so scam, scam, triple scam. Now, I don't think it's the red hat. I don't think this is is political for the most part. I think the political is a projection of what people are struggling with internally. Their rejection of the nationalist populist movement is not a rejection of Donald Trump. That's the scapegoat. That's the cover story. The rejection is that we in America on an individual basis across this country have bought in to radical materialism and security. So we could have the prosperity to get high and jerk off. We have a jerk off society. I said it before. I'll keep saying it. People have more time to jerk off than ever before. Look at the Internet. The biggest and and best and most efficient machine created in human history and 50 percent of its pornography. Go on Instagram today. Scroll the reels. Every three times there's some girl making a sexual innuendo post or some guy making a sexual innuendo post or some girl shaking her butt. And she put poison in her butt to, to, to just cap it all off, to really diagnose where we are in our society. You put poison in your butt to look like Kim K, who put poison in her butt to look like Beyonce. Uh, we're lost. We're, we're, and Kanye West is the, is, is the problem in our country? Give me a break. It's, it's absurd. It's absurd on a massive level. People reject Donald Trump. They reject the idea of nationalism. And they reject Christianity because we on an individual basis, have become sellouts. We want the lie. We accept the lie. Only 30% of the people in this country even vote. 30%. But they talk about democracy. They know that the majority of people are too high and, and jerking off too much to actually know what's going on in politics, let alone spend the time to break their jerk off routine and go vote. Okay? And when I say jerk off, I don't even mean actually jerking off. I think going to a basketball game and having season tickets is a form of jerking off if you really get down to it. And it's not that you shouldn't be able to go watch a basketball game or listen to music or go on the Internet and browse the content you want. It's when you replace that with any type of deep spiritual intellectual uh, uh, um, search for knowledge and truth and God, you have become a robot by definition. And it's not even that's not conjecture. We, we, we talk about and we, we, we make movies about this post-apocalyptic world where AI is taking over and the whole world has gone to shit and, and people are, are living in this, you know, this, this uh, rudimentary you know, way or they're under the thumb of tyranny of some technocratic governance. It already exists. That's a cover story. That's a way to make you think, oh, it could get worse than it is today. And trust me, it could get worse. But don't be mistaken about how you live now. All of the content and things that you're getting are being streamlined to you from people who sit behind a a computer screen and watch your data and know exactly what to give you at which moments to keep you online. It's not by accident you go on Instagram or YouTube and you just can't stop scrolling. You get caught there for two hours. You're a jerk off. And people like LeBron love that because in the end, the net positive is for them to be propped up in their idolization. It's the most blasphemous thing that we could have ever created. 
So it's not about Donald Trump at all. It's about us at home. We seek to be LeBron James. We seek to have that sort of sellout, uh, uh, you know, that sellout grandiosity for ourselves. That's why we follow them. That's why they let Malcolm X get killed. That's that's why they'll let a Kanye West get killed. That's why they'll let people tell them Donald Trump is this, you know, devil uh, uh, or whatever the case may be. They want the opportunity to sell out themselves at home. I'm not into this racket where I sit here and tell the people at home, oh, you know, you've been lied to and you've been manipulated and blah, 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 blah. Now, you ain't been lied to. You, yeah, you've been lied to. You like the lie. The lie is comfortable for you. And that's why your life is the way it is. Don't be telling me about what the white man is oppressing you with. You want to stab the next black man in the back so you can have what he has because you don't have no relationship with God. Your identity, your self-worth, your your image of yourself when you look in the mirror is broken. That's why you're oppressed. You have a psychological oppression. Got nothing to do with the white man. Downstream, maybe. But first and foremost, you're a sellout in your heart. So. Uh, Royce, great stuff. Going to let you go. Thank you. Awesome job. Uh, I want to tell you guys about my friends over at Bank on Yourself. We've been brainwashed into believing the only way to grow our money for retirement is to risk it in the stock market. It's not true. You can reach your financial goals and dreams without taking any unnecessary risk. Bank on Yourself is a better way to grow and protect your hard-earned money. This retirement plan alternative has never had a losing year in more than 160 years. Your guaranteed predictable growth and retirement income with no luck, skill, or guesswork required. How? Your plan doesn't go backwards when the market crash. Both your principal and growth are locked in. You get access to your money for any purpose with no questions asked, without government penalties or restrictions on how much income you can take or when you can take it. Try doing that with a 401k or IRA. You can't. This is the strategy famous businesses like McDonald's use when no banker would lend them a dime and almost anyone can do it. You can get a free report with all the details on how the bank on yourself strategy adds guarantees, predictability, and control to your financial plan. Just go to bankonyourself.com fearless. That's bankonyourself.com fearless. Bank on yourself. That's very consistent with our fearless values. Try it yourself, guys. We need to become more self-sufficient. We need to bank on ourselves. All right, you can email me feedback at fearless at the Fearless blaze show at gmail.com. Fearless blaze show at gmail. Hit me up. I try to read them all. All right, uh, Delano Squires. Thanks. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
All right, welcome back. Uh, whew, uh, Delano's got a tough act to follow, but I know he's up to it. He's the smartest man on the show for a reason. Royce may be the deepest. Uh, I consider Delano the smartest. Uh, I'm the fattest, uh, but that's all right. I'm working on that. All right, uh, Delano, uh, welcome uh, back to the Fearless Army. Hey, man, you're all dressed up today. It's Friday, man. Casual Friday. <laughs> you look all sharp and nice. Uh, Delano, I think Kanye West is important. I think he's very flawed like the rest of us. Maybe a little more flawed than others, but uh, I actually think he's important, and I think mostly He's creating a conversation that's necessary and healthy. Uh, and so I'm not surprised that CNN and others are coming out with stories out of nowhere that, oh my God, he, he admires Hitler, uh, which kind of reconfirms like, man, this dude's important. If, if they got to smear him this way, he's important. Overall, what are your thoughts on just Kanye West and his level of importance to a conversation we're having right now in America. Uh, uh, Jason, like you, I, I see Kanye for, you know, what he presents himself to be, which is a, a, a flawed person, as you said, like all of us. Um, he, he seems like someone who's deeply hurt about the loss of his family, uh, particularly divorced from his wife and not being able to spend the time that he wants with his kids. And he's someone who, through the, the ramblings and, you know, the egotistical sort of self-aggrandizing um, monologues will we'll stumble on a grain of truth. Um, and, and I think that that's important because, you know, he's revealing certain things that people will say, like I was in the barbershop last night and, and you know, one of the barbers was like, yeah, we all know that it's true, but you can't say it. But I'm the type of person that says, if it's true, then why can't I say it? Right. And I, I think that Kanye is stumbling on some things. And the fact that he said there are some very powerful interests in Hollywood. Right. That will cancel you if you step across certain lines. And then within two weeks, they did exactly what he said that they would do. Um, tells me tells me that he's on to something. Now, again, his words are not always precise. Um, sometimes he mixes in certainty as, as you've been saying is like he one one time he'll he'll give a profession of faith and he'll he'll speak to you know a conversation partner and and sort of articulate the gospel and then the next minute allegedly he's showing executives porn on his phone so it, it's it's hard to track with him f from day to day but one of the things that's been most telling to me is the way the, the black leadership class, the aristocracy as I call them, have all ganged up on him. And what they, their complaint is, well, why didn't Kanye get canceled for saying that slavery is a choice? Because to them, wearing a shirt that says white lives matter and him saying slavery is a choice is basically a capital offense. But rappers for the past 30 years who've been pumping toxic sludge into the airways and the waterways of our culture um, are somehow to be rewarded and glorified. Um, and that to me says everything you need to know about not just the black leadership class, but the left in general, because most of those people are just mouthpieces. Um, they, they value all the wrong things and they punish all the wrong things. And I think their public sort of flogging of Kanye is just the latest example of that. 
So I say it on this show often that, you know, idolatry uh, in its many, many forms is the real plague uh, of society and racial idolatry is mm. at the top of that list uh, for me. And so they have everybody convinced because we're such an idolatrous society and racial idolatry is popular now as long as it's directed at the right targets. And so they, they have everybody convinced like, oh, Black Lives Matter, the LGBTQ, black elites, and secular Jewish people, they all hate white people. And that's mm. what unites them. They rally around their hatred of white people. And I think that's all a smokescreen. I think what they really hate and what I argue today is like, nah, they don't like Jesus Christ. They don't mm. like Christianity. They don't like anything that was created with a biblical worldview, Western civilization, the United States of America. And so it's all, hey, we're beating up on white people. Nah, you're actually beating up on Jesus Christ. That's what I think unites all of these people. Yeah, and one of the things that's interesting to, to hear is that, again, I've seen some from, you know, from some black journalists and other, you know, talking heads, they'll say, oh, um, white supremacy is both anti-black and anti-Semitic. So th these are people who, as a matter of like their daily routine, will come on and say, whiteness is wicked. Um, white women are destroying the country. Um, the angry, the, the, the biggest threat in America is an angry white man. So they, they have no problem making uh, generalities when it comes to ethnicity as long as the, the gun is pointed at the right people. And for them, the, white, the right people are white people. Um, they just sort of out, of out of that class, they say, well, not, not Jewish people when, it, when it's convenient for them. When they want to attack Israel and say that Israel is, you know, uh, a bastion of white supremacy and their oppressors against the Palestinians and other, you know, Arab countries, then they'll put Jewish people back into the white class. But when they want to smack Kanye West, they'll pull them out in the same way. They do the same thing with Asians, right? When they want to prove that Trump is a racist or prove that, uh, want to allege that Trump is a racist, then Asians go in and saying Kung flu uh, for COVID is some um, uh, racial hate crime. But when they want to show that uh, uh, Harvard is not discriminating against Asians, the Asians come out and they become white adjacent. Um, so th this, is, this is their shtick. This is what they do on a daily basis. Um, I agree with you. They, th there is an attack on biblical Christianity in this country. Um, I actually read a piece in New York Mag. It was a profile of, I mean, it was really a, a, a slob job of um, uh, Raphael Warnock. And the, the guy who wrote it, basically it sounded like he was on Warnock's press team and he, you know, said that Herschel Walker is uh, basically touting white grievance politics or something to that effect. But he noted that Warnock is a pastor and a senator and that he took over Martin Luther King's pulpit and that he went to a Union Theological Seminary and, and sort of studied in under the legacy of, of James Cone, the father of black liberation theology. And Jason, one of the things we've said on this show is clear is like the the black church, quote unquote, right? Those pastors that come from the Kingian lineage are basically functionaries for the Democratic Party. They, they, they are the tail and the party is the dog. And they will not articulate any biblical principle that goes against 
leftist priorities. And that's how you can get Raphael Warnock, a so-called pastor that describes himself as a pro-choice, which really means pro-abortion pastor, and says that a, a hospital room is too small for a woman, the federal government, and, and her doctor when it comes to abortion. So all they do is parrot leftist talking points. And it doesn't matter what the, if I would not be surprised if Raphael Warnock, whether he wins re-election or not, but particularly if he did, if he is hosting Drag Queen Story Hour at his church within the next five years. Because that, if, if you wanna play ball on the left and you're, and you're a black man, particularly even a black heterosexual man, this is what you have to do. This is what Eric Adams did. Mayor of New York City sent out a statement, official statement saying that drag storytellers are part of the education process in New York City and Warnock is going to be right there behind them. So I make a what I consider a controversial statement in my mono and the column I wrote where I'm basically alleging that there's a huge number of black people sitting in churches on Sundays and Wednesdays who are really secular, that, mm. that the church is really just a tradition they grew up with, and it's like an insurance policy if their real game plan, Democrat political power, if that doesn't work out, I can fall back on Jesus. And, mm. and so when, you know, I quoted Revelations chapter two, you know, verse nine and, and uh, Deadspin's upset with me and they're trying to interpret it and all of that. And, and so my interpretation of it, and I'm not even saying I got the accurate interpretation, but, but my interpretation of it is more general than it is specific. And I know the Bible is crystal clear, but when, when they talk about people that are claiming to be Jews who really aren't, they're really the leaders are involved in a satanic synagogue. I, I hear that as universal as, as like, there's a lot of people claiming a religious faith or a religious identity who really aren't and really don't support those values. They're actually working on behalf of Satan. And, mm. and that when I put that out, that's what I was trying to convey. And, mm. and so I was glad that today I took the time to fully explain. Some people, you know, dead spell, oh, he's anti-Semite or whatever. And I'm like, man, first, that's silly. And I know y'all just attacking me and looking for clickbait or whatever. But I didn't even try to interpret. I just put the scripture out. You can interpret mm -hmm. it however you want. You can be upset at Kanye. Kanye's saying he's a Jew, and maybe the scripture says that he's claiming to be a Jew, and he's really not, and it's blasphemy. Who, who knows? But my interpretation of it is like, there's a lot of people faking a religious affiliation, but their actions actually, and the policies that they support and, and how they live their life, they're actually pro not not just they're not just contradicting their behavior, but mm. they're working on behalf of a mentality and an approach to life that leads to death. That I see mm. it with the abortion issue again. How if you're sitting in a church and your minister is not explaining to you, hey, this abortion issue, this is murder of a child. 
God knew mm. you in the womb. We're not going to contradict. If your pastor's not teaching you that, you're probably sitting in a secular church and don't know it. Yeah, that, that's a great point, Jason. And um, it reminds me of some of the points I was making in a column I did last week. Um, I think it was last week on on black Christians who have to decide between their faith and their black card, right? Um, because I, I I do think that there's a lot of that going on. Um, I don't know what the term would be. I guess it could secular Christian sounds like an oxymoron, but in many respects, I'm I'm thinking of the black folk who will say, "Hey, I grew up in church. My grandma used to take me." They they can appreciate the the sway the sway in choir, um, the way that the the sort of stereotypical black preacher preaches, the the hooping, um, the call and response. They get all of those things. When they see those things, there's a certain um, familiarity and nostalgia that they get from their youth. But when it comes to actual biblical teaching, they reject it. And even if they give lip service to it, when when clear biblical mandates come up against their preferred policy prescriptions, the Bible always bows to their politics. And, and that should be one way they should understand that, okay, I'm not, I don't really believe the Bible in the way that I say that I do. Um, so it's one of these things where, you know, I, I don't get into well, who's a Jew and who's not a Jew because I'm, I'm, I'm in the new covenant, right? Um, and the, 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 the scripture in the New Testament is clear, right? Man is only saved um, if he repents and believes and he's saved by grace alone, th- through grace alone, by faith alone and Christ alone. Um, according to the scripture alone and all to the glory of God alone. So it's not by works, lest any man may boast. So that's why I don't have to get into all the lineage stuff or where a person came from and, and which tribe and all this other stuff, because the, the New Testament is, is extremely clear in terms of how a person is justified in the eyes of God. Um, but but that being said, yeah, I, I see within, particularly within black culture, because that's, that's, I can speak to that. I know what I'm talking about and I see it. Our churches are just, they're hollowed out husks. They, they, they don't, they, it's like the NAACP or a local nonprofit led by a guy in a collar. And that's it. And, and, and if I want to hear the, the latest justification for why abortion up until the point of birth is, is um, a good thing, I, I go to, you know, I don't know, Fifth Street Baptist Church in whatever city it is. And they'll come up, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a personally pro-life. I just don't believe the government should be telling the woman what to do with her body. Oh, really? Now, these are the same people, Jason, who were certainly pro-jab uh, mandate. And they were telling people, you better get the jab or you're not loving your neighbor. But when it comes to this, the issue, then it's, oh, your body, your choice. So, yeah, I, I've seen over the last couple of years, um, the, the black church, again, that, that social justice-oriented church, is in grave danger. Um, and I think in, in many respects, and I'm not trying to be hyperbolic, it is uh, one of the most destructive forces in the black community today, and particularly the most high profile people. And one of those, I would say, is the current senator from Georgia who occupies Dr. King's pulpit, who sounds just like a secular atheist when he talks about his his preferred policies and and I'm not sure how we move forward from that. So and I don't even know where I'm going with this story, but it just it crossed my mind. Uh, 
take Joe Biden, calls himself a Catholic, and, and you know, but somehow he's in support of abortion and, and calls himself a Catholic and somehow he's installing men who think they're women in high-ranking mm-hmm. government positions. And, and so I, I, I think there's a difference between being uh, a flawed sinner who, you know, hey, you, you've had too much to drink tonight. Hey, you said something inappropriate to this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the kind of random unintentional sin or non-malicious sin that, that people get into, backslide, whatever, Jason, mm-hmm. you over ate, ate tonight, you were gluttonous or whatever, versus of someone who's like trying to help promote policies and normalize behavior that the Bible is crystal clear on. And that's where I, I'm like, nah, you're not real, you're a secularist. You, you, you're, you're, you're real, you're not trying to promote a society and a culture that's in support of a biblical worldview. You, you're supporting something else. And that's why I mentioned in my piece today that I'm sure will upset some, I consider Barack Obama and Michelle Obama secularists. And, and, and just because of where they are on the abortion issue, where they are, where they move to on same-sex marriage, it's just like, they're very comfortable, yeah, dismissing uh, mm-hmm. things in the Bible. And that, that's a secularist to me. And, and people were really shocked in 2008, because uh, initially I was a little bit excited about Barack Obama and, and uh, I was initially, uh, when Sarah Palin got involved with John McCain, that excited me because I couldn't stand Sarah Palin. Uh, mm. I thought, you know, she was unqualified and, and I, I've poured a lot of energy like in the real world. How did I get Sarah Palin? So I thought that I was going to vote for Barack Obama, but what I ended up finding so completely distasteful, and I've never, I talk about it all the time, I, my mother, when he disavowed Reverend Wright, and it's not that mm. I agree with Reverend Wright, but I disagree with sitting in somebody's church for 10, 15, mm-hmm. 20 years, mm-hmm. and then when it becomes politically convenient, yeah, I'm gonna distance Run. myself. I just mm-hmm. can't do it, I just, and I just, I just don't have any respect for it. And that was the first thing that raised a red flag for me as it related to Barack Obama. And it's part of the reason why, again, it's been very hard for me to get involved with politics. I am getting involved. Uh, I'm just putting that into the record. I am getting involved. You guys have seen me give up money to political campaigns and all that. I plan on voting here in a week or two. But previously, it's just like these guys, their principles are too fungible and too mm. secular for me. And, and that was my, you know, the whole Reverend Wright thing. And again, it's not that I agree with Reverend Wright on everything, but I'm not sitting in nobody's church for any length of time. And then when it becomes convenient, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna disavow the minister. No respect for that. And no respect for these people to just throw out all, you know, I'm a Catholic, but I'm pro-abortion. Right. I'm a pro-choice pastor. I can't do it. I mean. Jason, the other day, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, 
um, put up billboards telling women from other states that they can come to California to get their abortions. And at the bottom, he had a scripture, I think it was from the book of Matthew, you know, basically trying to justify abortion in, in the name of the Bible. And thankfully, Pastor John MacArthur um, from, uh, I believe it's Grace Community Church, publicly rebuked him in, a, in an open letter to him that I think he posted on the internet. Um, and and that's, that's the right way to go about it because what Democrats do, and, I, and I'm not saying Republicans are perfect, I'm not saying all their policies are, are biblical per se, but there's a clear division between the two parties. One believes in the, the creation order, it be, believes in reality, and the other one believes that it could create reality ex nihilo in their own words. So they can speak and pregnant men will just appear and then they expect us to go along with their delusion. But it's one of these things where the left is comfortable using biblical language, quoting scripture. If they're talking about universal health care, if they're talking about immigration reform, if they're talking about anything that grows the size of the government. But if if the conversation uh, turns to anything that um, honors God and his creation, right, these Genesis issues. What is a man? What is a woman? Um, what, what does life have conditional or inherent value? What is a marriage? What is a family? Then they throw the Bible out and they say it's bigoted. And they say that if you and I quote the scripture on those things, that we're Christian nationalists. But I've, I've seen a number of people, including, you know, Virgil Walker, Daryl Harrison, those guys say that the black church is by far more political, more overtly political than even white evangelical churches. Right. How many clips have we seen of Stacey Abrams this campaign season butchering the Bible? You know, what I mean, and, and saying, oh, whatever thing she wants to, to get across, she tries to squeeze into the scripture. Actually, I have a name for this. I call it enhanced, enhanced interrogation preaching, because if you torture the scripture for long enough, you can make it say anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> they waterboard in the Bible. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and you see that week in and week out um, in a lot of, I'm not saying every black church, I'm certainly not saying every majority black church, but it's churches that, that believe that economic inequality is a bigger problem for humanity than sin. Those are the churches in which you get this type of preaching. So yeah, I'm not surprised. I, I don't doubt that the Obama sat in church, but given what Reverend Wright was talking about, and he's probably, I mean, even to the left of Raphael Warnock, um, I'm not surprised why they end up where they do. And even down to, I'm sure you've seen um, the, the, the trans, quote unquote, uh, actor Dylan Mulvaney was at the White House the other day, right? Now, this is a guy, a grown man who says, he told the president, I'm on my 200th day of transitioning. Now, the one part he left out is that he's not transitioning, quote unquote, from a man to a woman. He's transitioning from a man to a girl, to an adolescent girl. And the president said, oh, God, love you. And then he asked the president, do you believe that states should block, quote unquote, gender affirming care, which is castration, mutilation, and so on and so forth. And Biden said, no, nobody should block it. This is a moral issue. It's wrong. And, and this is the state of our politics, Jason. One party believes that it is affirming for a teenage boy to get on hormone blocker, puberty blockers, and eventually to cut off his penis. They think that that's affirming. And the other party does not. At least they, that's what they claim to believe right now. And the choice can be any clearer. And the fact that they are black preachers 
who are aiding and abetting in this garbage um, says a lot about the state of the church. And I wish they would stand on the Bible and biblical sexual ethics in the same way that Dr. King, again, with even with his flawed theology, stood on the scripture as it related to all, all humanity being made in the image of God. Delano, uh, have a great weekend. Thank you, Jason. Uh, I hope you get time to check out uh, the Emmett Till movie because oh, I want to talk about it uh, next week. <laughs> I think you're going to, I think I'm already preparing for you to hear to say the Selma syndrome <laughs> play in a movie, in a movie script. Uh, so you've already got a column, uh, the Selma syndrome and the Emmett Till movie. Uh, yeah. But let's go in with an open mind. Let's check it out with an open mind and see For where sure. the movie For takes sure. us. Uh, Thank you, Jason. We'll, we'll, we'll see you next week. Thank you. All right. All right. Uh, that's it and that's all for us. Uh, we'll play some tomorrow and uh, we'll, hear, we'll see you next week.